If you haven't already done so, make sure to check out our Sunday School video. Today, we look at the peace that God gives us. I run for the crown, I race for the prize, I press toward the upward call of God. I run for the crown, I race for the prize, I press toward the upward call of God. I fight with all my might to keep on living for the Christ. I know there is a glorious end in sight. The crown of life, the crown of victory I shall wear. Sing the song of triumph till I'm there. I run for the crown, I race for the prize, I press toward the upward call of God. I run for the crown, I race for the prize, I press toward the upward call of God. I fight with all my might to keep on living for the Christ. I know there is a glorious end inside. It's too much, it's too much, it's too much. I just can't take it, dear Lord, it's too much. It's too hard, it's too much, it's too rough. I just can't take it, dear Lord, it's too much. I don't know why I even have to go through this. I don't know how I'm ever going to make it. But now I know, I know you'll give me all the strength I need. And so I know, with you, Lord, I can face it. It's too much, it's too much, it's too much. I just can't take it, dear Lord, it's too much. It's too hard, it's too much, it's too rough. I just can't take it, dear Lord, it's too much. I don't know why I even had to go through this. I don't know how I'm ever going to make it. But now I know, I know you'll give me all the strength I need. And so I know, with you, Lord, I can face This year has probably not worked out exactly like what you might have been expecting for this year. I, I know that I most certainly wasn't expecting some of the things that have come up this year. And it's been a little different than, than what most of us could have even you know, seen months and months ago. I want us at this time to take a look at some of the, the words from the Apostle Paul. Because let's face it, whenever you look in the Bible, there's a lot of people that can relate with with difficult times and kind of uncertain circumstances. Paul the Apostle is one of those. And I want to look at a passage that he wrote from Romans chapter 8. We're going to be looking at verses 18 through 30. And in those verses, we're going to kind of be seeing this, this contrast here. This contrast between what he calls our present sufferings 
And then he contrasts that with the glory that will be revealed within us. That's kind of an interesting contrast whenever you stop and think about that. And, and you know, for us, maybe our, our present sufferings, you know, your, your mind might be thinking about some of the physical uh, sufferings that, that maybe you or, or other people around you have, have experienced because of these difficult times and kind of the, the physical circumstances of the year. But yet with Paul, a lot of that present sufferings, yeah, there was, there was a, a physical aspect to it, but there was also a spiritual aspect to it. I mean, they were specifically suffering, you know, the Christians of Paul's day, many of them were specifically suffering because they were following Jesus Christ. And, and Paul himself, he had a lot in which he suffered from, didn't he? I mean, think about that. Just read the book of Acts and you will find a man who traveled about in his journeys and who oftentimes had different reasons for suffering. Well, let's see what he says here in Romans chapter eight. And, and I think that it can be some words of encouragement uh, for us if we just choose to listen to it and see this contrast between our present sufferings and the glory that can be revealed in us. Romans chapter 8 verses 18 through 21. Paul says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that cre the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Notice these contrasts. Okay, the first one and kind of the main one and the one that is really kind of driving the, the reason why I wanted us to look at this passage is our present sufferings compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. Now, we might have an idea about what our present sufferings are, you know, whenever you look at the present sufferings of Paul, they could have been any number of things. But they're not worth comparing to that glory that will be revealed in the future in us. What does this glory have to do with? And, and whenever he continues on to look at it, he talks about how creation is actually eagerly expecting this to be revealed from the children of God. You know, have you ever really realized that the creation itself is, is sort of looking in on what we are doing? And whenever we become children of God and whenever we follow God as he would have us to, then creation itself can actually rejoice. It's already expecting these things, but it can actually rejoice. Why can it rejoice? Well, it can rejoice because of this, this hope that it can, itself can have. When you look at verse 21, notice the contrast found within creation, that the things that are connected with it, it by the way, uh, the idea about it being um, subjected to frustration, that's what verse 20 says, but there's even more about it here. It also talks about being liberated from what? This bondage. So creation itself, the words that are connected with it is this subjected to frustration and its hope of being able to be liberated from bondage. And this bondage was to decay. I mean, none of those things are really all that great in which we look at it. But yet, notice the contrast. The contrast is brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. Do you recognize how we ourselves, as children of God, we have some part to play in kind of creation itself? What creation around us is hoping for? What the ultimate goal of what God has planned? It's something that we couldn't hardly even imagine. 
our present sufferings, however great they might seem, and I'm not trying to make them smaller than what they are. I'm just saying, however great our present sufferings might be in this life, they're not worth comparing with this glory that will be revealed in us. Let's continue on because Paul has a bit more to say. Verses 22 through 25, looking at kind of through the lens of, of creation and how creation would see these things. We know that the whole creation has been groanings, as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Okay, so now you kind of see this, this part, a little bit fuller of a picture of this part that we play in this creation. Notice this image that's used. This image that's used is a woman who is about to give birth, the, the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. That's the way that Paul is talking about this all of creation is, is groaning like that. Now, this time of year, you know, one of the things that we, we look at is how Jesus uh, Christ was born. I mean, obviously, we know that, that he did that, and we don't know when, but this is kind of a time period in which, you know, this whole Christmas season is sort of set aside as a time period in which we are reminded of that birth of Jesus Christ and, and really what glory happened at that moment. Well, you know, I don't think it's by accident we see some of these same images being used about this pains of childbirth, that creation has been waiting. And what was it waiting for? Well, Jesus Christ came, and whenever he came, he did a lot to help the world out. But you know, there's also a part that we are continuing to play, a, a role that we are continuing to fulfill. And that is this role about being this first fruits of the Spirit, that we also are eagerly awaiting for something. What are we awaiting for? Our adoption to sonship. And he also calls it the redemption of our bodies. Now, these bodies that we have right now, the, these bodies are, are limited by the flesh. You know, we still have all these, these fleshly desires and we still have these, these present sufferings. Okay, if you want to kind of use some of these images that Paul has been using. But there is going to be a glory that is going to be revealed in us in the future. There is going to be a, a new body in which we get. And it's going to be in some ways similar to this one. At least I like to think that. At least some of the good things about this body that we have. But then some of the bad things that we have in this body aren't going to be present in that one. That new body is one that's going to be moved by the Spirit. And this is the hope through which we are saved. You know, us being raised up from the dead, us being able to have this redemption of our bodies, this is part of this hope that we are saved through. In verse 24, that, that's specifically what it says. Now, we don't see that hope. That hope has not been fully realized just yet. We kind of see something in the future. We have something to hope for, and it's something that, that we wait for it patiently, but it's something that we don't have already. The creation itself is still groaning, and it's still struggling because it hasn't experienced these things. Not yet. We find out it just humor me for a moment. When we fast forward to the very end of the Bible, what we read about is that all things are going to be made new. And I know that I keep talking about that, and maybe I talk about that more than what I should, but I just think it's a really big deal that not only are we going to receive new bodies, but all of creation, all of the heavens and the earth, everything is going to be made new. That's our God. 
I'd like to think that the the good things that we can that we can see in this life and in this this world around us, I'd like to think that all of those good things are still going to be there in the future. But of course, the bad things won't. All things are going to be made new. They're going to be made better. It's through this hope that we are saved. There's still more that Paul says. Verses 26 and 27. He tells us in the same way. So in the same way of all this hope and in the same way of this creation, he says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Paul goes on and he talks about how sometimes we don't know what we ought to pray for. Have you ever been at that moment? You know, you, you probably have in your life at some point or another. If you haven't been yet, you probably will. There's just times that you don't always know exactly how to pray. You don't necessarily know exactly what to pray. There can be difficult situations that, that come your way. Maybe a choice, a, a life choice that you don't know. Maybe there's two paths in front of you and you don't know well, which one do I need to choose. We don't always know how we ought to pray for, what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself, he intercedes for us through these wordless groans. So whenever we don't have words to voice it, rest assured, the Spirit himself will intercede on our behalf. And he will be able to interpret those things. And he will be able to communicate those things to God. Everything that's in accordance with the will of God. This is what we see through through the, the beautiful images that we that we see whenever we pray. We pray, of course, in the name of Jesus. We pray to our Heavenly Father, but we also pray through the Holy Spirit. I don't want us to leave out any one part of that, because without that, you won't have prayer as you should. The Spirit, He helps us whenever we don't know how to pray. He prays for us on our behalf. He interprets these things. He intercedes for us. And we also are going to, to end this, this little session here on a good note. Verses 28 through 30. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So here in these verses, we kind of start and finish in a very similar way. I don't think it's by accident that, that verses 18 all the way down to verse 30 kind of complete this thought. We started off by, by contrasting this present sufferings that we are experiencing now with the glory that is going to be revealed in us. And now we end with the fact that, look, God is going to work these things out. Good will be accomplished. We will be able to, as verse 29 says, we will be able to be conformed to the image of his son. That's what you and I are called to do. We are called to reflect Jesus Christ. Even more than that, we are called to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. When people see us, they should be able to see Jesus Christ. And then we find out in verse 30, all of this that, that these who who he is, can be called this firstborn among many brothers and sisters. That's us, by the way. He is the one who's going to be the firstborn. He is the one who, who paved the way, who showed us the way, who is the way. And we are the ones that follow that. Whenever we follow that, 
we see that this is part of the predestined plan of God. This is part of answering his call. This is part of what it means to be justified. And it's also going to result in this being glorified. Our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I'm looking forward to what that's going to look like. I think we see glimpses of it now. But in the future, we're going to be able to see it even more completely. Right now, we see negative things out in the, the whole universe. All of creation, it groans. But it groans because it's waiting for all the sons and daughters of God to be adopted, to be conformed fully to the image of his son, to be able to, to see this hope that we have in Jesus Christ realized fully. And that will be done one day in the future. Rest assured of all of these things. Our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that, be, that will be revealed in us. To him.